Every so often, there's a movie or TV show that decides to chuck subtlety out the window and go all in with the title. We're talking about Snakes on a Plane, Sharknado, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, or Tiger King. No beating around the bush, no cryptic hints, just straight up in your face titles that leave no doubt about what you're in for. And now we have a show on Netflix called Florida Man, like the meme, the one that came about in 2013 because of a Twitter account, but had existed in other ways from way earlier than that. I actually have a full history that I want to go into, but let's start off with oh, a just game the meme? about the <laughs> meme, about Florida Man in general. But it's called Snakes on a Plane, this game, or Sharknado, where I have, you You have to determine which it applies to, which these facts apply to. Sharknado came out in like 2013, I think, and Snakes on a Plane 2005. Yeah, but this trivia is funny trivia so let me just give you the first one and and we'll go from there contrary to popular belief the main character samuel l jackson or ian zeering's agent insisted that the title be changed because that person couldn't work on a film with such a title so either snakes on a plane or sharknado wait wait, wait, we're not done yet though okay when jackson or zeering heard about this he responded with a much cited comment we're totally changing that back that's the only reason i took the job i read the title I'm going to go with Snakes on a Plane because if I remember correctly, I do think I read somewhere, it might have been the Wikipedia or something, where they initially had a different name for it. And then, uh, yeah, so I'm going to go with Snakes on a Plane. It is Snakes on a Plane. And if you were around in 2006 when that came out, it, it was it was a big wave of internet like fandom. Um, so the second one is the film's title originated at an after work happy hour among Hollywood colleagues to see who could come up with the most awful pitch for a movie. Snakes oh wow! On the plane so this or is a, Sharknado. So this is, this is like all these statements are true, yes. right? Um, so far, yes. I'm I'm gonna go with Sharknado. No, that was actually <laughs> also Snakes on a Plane. Okay. All right. Third one. Lindsay Lohan turned down a leading role in the movie. Oh, Snakes, uh, oh, snakes on a Plane. Sharknado. Right? Sharknado. Sharknado. She was offered to be a role in that. Shot in 18 days. Sharknado. Yes, yes that is yeah, Sharknado. You got that. Yeah. Now we'll do a little true or false like uh, follow-up. Uh, Fox has greenlit a Snakes on a Plane TV show true. in 2021, though no one has been cast. I'm going to go with true. And that's false. <laughs> so do you want me to get into the history of the meme, or do you want to start talking about the actual show I want to talk about the actual show first, because I feel like I have a lot to say. Because originally, I thought that when I heard the name, just Florida Man, I didn't know what it was. I didn't even know where it was screaming. I thought it was going to be a comedy about some straight man character living in Florida. And I didn't because... think it was going to be a straight man. I thought it was going to be a crazy man. No, I thought, I thought it was going to be a man I thought, was, I thought it was going to be a straight man character, because Florida is kind of known as a crazy place. I know that, like, big man even makes fun of it. every every place every like show that has florida in it makes fun of florida but i actually went to pensacola back in october so i was kind of excited to see this show because um it does have like incredible scenery and beaches i was wondering even if they were they were going to have the four of shore which i visited and just like in different places because i did like visiting florida it, did the you place see any great. marshes or crocodiles while you were no there? surprisingly there were no gators roaming around or anything like that mm-hmm. but uh but yeah so the summary for this show i have is mike He's a bodyguard uh, for kind of like a mafia boss who works as a New York criminal. Uh, I just have him as a thug. Yeah. When I watched it, I thought he was just like a gun for hire almost. The criminal that, uh, yeah. that he works for is called Moss, and he's tasked with having to find Moss's unhappy girlfriend, Deli, who he has somewhat of a relationship with because she's run off to Florida because, again, she's unhappy, and a multitude of events lead him to a weird reunion with his family, being investigated for the police by for a murder, and more problems than he could ever imagine, really. That's That's the entire first episode in a nutshell. I mapped it out 10 minutes at a time. So the first 10 minutes, I was actually surprised, didn't actually have anything to do with Florida. 
Florida. They just mentioned it once where uh, Deli, like you said, the girlfriend of the uh, gang uh, leader who is has inherited the gang from his father, mm-hmm. but is very childish, immature, and also uh, unstable. And much like Mike, and you can yeah. actually draw parallels between the two of them, Mike's father is also kind of a uh, an outlaw, or at least he, he lives in Florida. Well, he, he was the chief of police in Florida, yeah, but now he has ties to a gang. He's kind of like a hard-ass, kind of like Mike is. And Mike reminded me a lot, uh, I have a di- couple different comparisons here, of a uh, less cool version, I felt like, of Mike from Breaking Bad. Mr. In-Between and Irving, which is Bobby Cannavale's name from Mr. Robot. And there's also hints of the night agent as well. Hmm. So did you recognize him at all? His name is Edgar Ramirez in real life. He's known from a uh, movie that came out a long time ago called Carlos. He was also an assassination of uh, Gianni Versace and also uh, Zero Dark Thirty. I actually, oh wait, Zero yeah. Dark Thirty, very beginning. Uh-huh. Okay, so that's where I know him from. Yeah, so yeah. he's this recovering gambling addict um, who obviously used to be a detective and then got fired. He has an ex-wife, all this baggage. But the interesting thing is in the first episode here, it looks like it's all just going to be a murder mystery. But if you look up the description of the actual show as a whole, it's a treasure hunt. And they do show you that there are like bits of gold that he used to find in a fish. They keep on showing you like these gold coins in a flashback. And then at the end, the ending twist of the first episode clearly shows you it's not going to be a murder mystery the entire time. Well, I think it's important to kind of address uh, that there's going to be seven episodes in this show. It was longer than I thought it was going to be. Like I said, I thought this might be like a 30 minute comedy show. It's Mm -hmm. not like that at all. It's almost an hour. And we start off with Mike. He introduces himself in the therapy session. He talks about how he lost his wife and job. And then we see the gold coin that you're talking about in a fish i liked uh, one of my favorite parts of the episode was actually right after that which is kind of the intro mike he's in a store he meets a man named gill and gill he's in like a home depot yeah he, he's looking at hammers calls over a guy that guy's name is gill he owes moss like two hundred thousand dollars some crazy sum of money but it leads to this ridiculous chasing in this store where like uh gill he just takes off he starts flipping merchandise over so that it, like kind of creates obstacles for mike to get over and then it leads to the back room where gill continues to run and it's actually not mike that catches him he trips over a pallet and then it's almost like kind of those nba plays where like a character lands on their leg wrong mm-hmm. because you see it's the more bone like peter griffin you <laughs> <laughs> well, this, this peter griffin's was yeah, like very bones. minor compared to this his bones skills bones sticking out from his leg did you ever see that like weird basketball play where the guy shot the basket that's and exactly what i'm talking about oh, yeah okay. the college the yeah, college yeah. play so so gil it's important to notice that this is a year after the group therapy session that <laughs> we're introduced with mike and he actually knows mike through that group therapy so i guess a lot of people that moss owes money to goes to this gambling group therapy so this isn't the first time they've met however because mike has threatened uh, gill and he ends up with a broken leg i guess he's sort of done his job and so or so we think yes. because later on we see that gill like moss is uh gill's being tortured by moss and he's asking for two hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars he even like kind of puts the gold coin that we were talking about earlier inside gill's mouth and like he says you can either swallow this or spit this out but if you spit this out you're basically promising to give me two hundred thousand. moss 000. has no idea what that gold coin is it, gill offers it to him as collateral mm-hmm. and then moss obviously doesn't accept it but uh, you were saying that this is your favorite moment of, or one of your favorite moments of the episode was when Gil got hurt at the beginning. So yeah, I should probably mention the first 20 minutes of this show I was really into. This was the Florida man that I thought we were going to get because a ton of crazy really? stuff happens. Well, uh, it's like the, I said already, the first 10 minutes felt like they were in Philly. The second 10 minutes felt like they were in Florida, but with his family. 
for the most part. Yeah. He, get, he gets there and some crazy stuff happens. Well, well, yeah. So, I mean, like, basically, Deli, she's, like I said, the unhappy girlfriend of Moss, decides to take off for Florida. I found Mike and Deli's relationship a little strange because we saw early on in the episode that Mike also likes Iris, who is now a new detective, but was his That's ex-wife. His ex-wife. Yeah. yeah. But no, but she says I that think she's upgraded. Yeah, there's a lot of women who are introduced as possible love interests, even later on, the reporter. It I think seems it's... like Deli, though, is the main one because we keep on getting flashbacks throughout the episode too many flashbacks. too many yeah I, I had it as a con because it was just like a continual joke of basically right after they had sex they were like this is the last time we have to do this and or they, during sex yeah they, he just keeps on imagining his life with her um and it, it, there's really no reason for it it's you, not like really Dully was that compelling of a character to watch or i had that much reason to actually care she's, I think she's pretty she's a supermodel in real life so i mean there's that but um yeah yeah so your point he goes to florida and he picks up a conveyor uh, gun off the conveyor belt <laughs> I, I found that really funny apparently that gun belongs to clark greg colson from the mcu or sheriff catcher in this show he's, he's going called. yeah he's going to be in this show for some reason well uh, he's directing last two episodes of it too so he's got his uh, hands in there as well as jason bateman who isn't directly jason but he's, bateman he's an executive producer so uh, because of the ozark connection mm-hmm. through netflix and i think he also has some other like contract with them this is one of his shows i can only hope that uh what you say clark greg's uh, character's name deputy was? sheriff catcher i can only hope he like has more than just a storyline of him trying to find his gun because no. that's what makes it seem like it's going to be in the first i think episode. he's going to be the main guy who's going to be tracking mike like that's just the start of what like once he figures out who stole it then it's going to be him trying to and then officer andy is going to play the kind of like dual role however we're only in the first 20 minutes so he arrives in florida and then he immediately makes his way to the beach yeah he makes his way to the beach and that is 100 percent what pensacola it reminded me of the Florabama beach because okay. like where the lifeguards were sitting those type of like kind of um, i mean it's I a know, beach man you've seen one beach you've seen them no, all. No, no no like yeah like you could have asked me where it was and i would i guess florida were there were there a lot of drowning women when you <laughs> went there because that's the first thing he sees as well and what does he do? He runs in. Yeah. He ends up saving her, but then she accuses him of violating her because she, he saved her without her top on. And then he sees the That's, top. She was saying he was. She was saying that he groped her so much that the top fell off. Not yeah. that because she had. It. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. he runs back in for the top, mm-hmm. and then a shark makes his way towards him, and then like attacks him. He kind of screams, and it cuts to black. Definitely the most Florida man that this show gets. <laughs> well, if it couldn't get any better, I like just how ridiculous that continually came to be he wakes up in the hospital that's where we're introduced to patsy that's his uh that's his sister patsy from startup connecting she was the main character in that startup is also another florida show so i liked how she came yeah back. you're right she's yeah. a little bit older but uh but yeah that's and cool. then there's ty also patsy's daughter but i didn't have much on ty but yeah, yeah. but 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 then mike wakes up and realizes that his shark attack apparently went viral on the internet yeah his, his sister didn't <laughs> ask him anything about it. she's like i know who you are you're not that type of pervert she was also i think she was more um interested in the fact that mike did not tell her that he was going to be in florida yeah the family dysfunction is present because partially his father sonny is well known in the i guess coronado area for being the ex-police chief so he still has ties to them but he's also like part of this 
uh, treasure ring, if I'm understanding it correctly, maybe a gang. I think like all the police and windows, because we even see Andy later on in the episode when he's uh, interviewing Mike's dad about something, and he's like, "Look, I've I've looked the other way plenty of times before." He even gave Mike the lead as to where Delhi is because they tracked the car for him, mm-hmm. and he was like, "I'm doing this because of your father." Yeah, he gives him that, and what happens as soon as he gives Mike that information? Well, he's able to find Delhi. Delhi's Mike bringing, is. Yeah, Mike is. Delhi is bringing a guy to like kind of this house in the middle of nowhere and then we Call see the cabin yeah, yeah mike uh is kind of outside the cabin like as they hotel. walk yeah. in and then we don't hear something for like a minute or so and then bang we hear a gunshot and i was like okay so what's the big deal delhi just killed the guy that she bought home for whatever in my reason. mind i'm like delhi's probably dead so well I that's you well you were right because he walks in and delhi was dead that was a complete shock to me i was surprised I, and that's that's why i was like okay this show actually has some type of like twist to it some type of bite because i was like because it's it's brutal too she there's blood all over the bed i mean it, it looks kind of traditional to me like what you would see maybe in a law and order at the very beginning of an episode like she's her body's lying there and but the weird thing to me is instead of like putting on gloves or doing anything or getting out of there he immediately starts like scrounging around in her blood and then going over to the her purse and i was like you can't leave that, that purse strange, there. Yeah. and then he took the purse with him which i was happy about for his own like not getting arrested for this murder um but then we find out that he was also being tailed by his dad's guy yeah who i thought at the time because what happens to the body? What happens to Delhi's body? Apparently, it's all cleaned up. Like, when when Mike left, someone came and decided to clean the whole thing up. Uh, so, I thought it was him. I thought it was Sonny's, Sonny's guy, the, the dad's guy, who was like, okay, I'm just going to go in there as a fixer and, like, fix this up. And you can deal with your son's problem later of a being a serial murderer. Um, but that didn't end up being the case. And also, the yeah. person who uh, supposedly killed Delhi is wanted on the... Te- we see him on the television screen. We see his picture. The reporters are talking about it. So, it's... it's it's almost like everything is kind of coming into play yeah between the 30 and 40 minute mark that's when mike makes his deal with moss that says i'm off the hook for all my not- debt not just the fifty thousand we talked about if i find your sister or not to your sister your girlfriend and i bring her home right but then that's immediately when she's found dead and he can't tell moss that she's dead and i don't know about you but like right after the shark attack that's when the show lost a little interest for me right right after Deli died because i did like the scene where she ended up to be dead it like after that, that's when the show just screeched to a halt, in my opinion. I felt like it got so stagnated and kind of convoluted because we get so well, many scenes. It was like it, it got so muddled in its own storyline, trying to figure out why Delhi was murdered, but at the same time, whether Der- Delhi's body was going to be found by the sheriff department, who like they got a report from a witness, but the witness doesn't have a body, so there's nothing to go off. Of. I think a lot also of crazy stuff not happened. not only that, but we get so many scenes with Patsy. Patsy husband and ty where ty is just again this moody teen we even get mike talking to her in one scene kind of when she's uh sitting down and i guess felt like that brought like so much slowness to the episode pacing seemed to be all over the place in this hour mm-hmm. no i, I, mean, I agree yeah. with you uh the i think the story as a whole didn't rely too much on his family it was just the fact that when it did get there it it felt slow because not much was happening besides just like you wanted to find out what happened to delhi you wanted to find you wanted to find out what happened to Delhi. You wanted to find out what happened with those coins. Uh, what was, yeah, you just want, how he was going to deal with Moss. There was a lot of questions in the air, but it wasn't really until the last 10, 
five minutes that you really get any answers. Yeah, because he yeah. has a talk with his dad, and his dad just like, look, you have to leave Florida. Florida is a hard place, and I don't think that you're going to be able to handle it. And then that's when Mike finally calls Moss, and he's like, look, uh, it turns out that Delhi's dead. That's how you. That's how you go through the dad's uh, discussion with him. It felt like it was more tense than that. Like there was more stuff that was being brought up. Like it seemed. Um, did he really say something along the lines of you just can't handle it here? He said you are crazy, right? Or something yeah, like that. Yeah, well, no, I mean it was obvious. It was way more tension filled than the first thing we I think see he with was them. saying like that Florida doesn't mix well with him. Like he can't can't handle the crazy well. He'll get absorbed in it. Yeah. It wasn't that like it okay. Yeah, yeah. And We're so over obsessed with semantics and he stuff. He calls Moss and Moss and finally tells him that Delhi ends up being dead. Moss mm -hmm. just kind of he he's like he's traumatized. Hangs up traumatized. The... He's frozen. I think he's about to go send someone to kill Mike. <laughs> <laughs> and then Mike hangs up the phone. Why does he hang up the phone? Because he walks into the room and it turns out that Deli, again, another surprise, she ends up being alive, holding him at gunpoint in his hotel room. Yeah. And that's where the episode ends. And so I thought that the parts that worked really well in this show were the first 20 minutes because it was how I felt Florida Man should have been. And then the uh, the scene where Deli died and then the scene where Deli came back to life because both those twists, I thought, were really well for the show what did you think i thought overall it was pretty basic like without the nudity it would have been something that i would have expected to see on a network show and also i think that they kind of wasted an opportunity where it's called florida man i'm expecting crazy and i'm getting kind of cliche it felt very like slow moving i was so ready to come in here at the very end of the episode 55 minutes of the realest goddamn place on earth and say <laughs> that's a five i'm not watching it um agree with the cider who said skip it but then that last ending twist happened and it did pique my curiosity because it's like, okay, when I first saw her body, I was like, check to see that she's actually dead. What if this is just all big stage <laughs> thing? And then I was like, oh wait, no, it's it's probably, it's 100% real because he's like walked out of there and she's clearly dead and it wouldn't make sense. And then at the very end, that's exactly what ended up happening. <laughs> that's probably like, the reason they whoa, did whoa, whoa. it that way, yeah. Why was she doing that? If he was the only one she had to convince, she, it, plans have changed for her or something but i so like i was invested at the very end there i had to bump it up to a six out of ten what would you get there? i would i would agree i would push your six out of ten it just raises so many questions obviously she wants to seem dead to someone but i can't imagine it was moss for whatever reason also the a big big con i felt with this show was moss i hated his character it's not the actor's fault i just felt like yes there is a funny idea of a wimp being inherited i guess this criminal empire but just overall i found his character to be so annoying didn't mm -hmm. you Nope. <laughs> really? You didn't have a problem with Moss? I guess it was just the way that, They like... introduced him in a, in, in a decent way for me. I, you've seen a lot of gang bosses like The Godfather and stuff, and mm -hmm. it's it's uh, that's the traditional route. And then sometimes you get, like, the really cheesy um, nepotism child who becomes... Like, you can either compare it to Ozark, or you can compare it to... Uh, what was that um, show? In Get Shorty, they also have a kind of... Um, and in Barry. There's a lot of times where the boss is kind of corny and childish and unstable, and I, I just didn't mind that. I think yeah. that this show, and it's better than Blockbuster by a mile, but I agree that this show was very tame because you have the name, you definitely have funny scenes, you even have the actors for it. It's just, I don't feel like they, they're executing their premise maybe 20% when they could just go the full 100% and just go crazy with this thing. For, for some times, I think the visuals reminded me a 
little bit of Poker Face. Um, didn't remind me too much of Dexter as much as I thought it would because of the Miami connection. But um, and yeah. I, I thought Collider so said my review the mystery came too late, um, which I agree with. It has a six point four on on IMDb. Uh, yeah. I was just going to say that I thought it was going to remind me a little bit of Panhandle, but I didn't get that at all, especially with kind of like the crime murder aspect of it. I get that. But, sure. I, but I think that, yeah, this was better than uh, Panhandle. So it passes, just not that much. So so let me go through my 10-minute thing real quick again. So the first 10 minutes in Philly, the second 10 minutes, uh, Mike has made his way to Florida with his family. Uh, when you say in Philly, minutes, do you mean you mean New York, right? They're in Philadelphia. They they I, say Hell's Kitchen on it. Oh, do they? Yeah, that's one one of the names of the restaurants. I could have sworn least. that Moss said at the dinner he was like, "We've been in here for a year." Maybe in maybe or maybe you're right. The Hell's Kitchen restaurant is what made me think it was New York. No, you're you might have a point there. I don't think it matters. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the the one storyline we didn't point out though is that the ex girlfriend detective keeps calling Mike. Because they found Gilbert's body, right? Uh-huh. And since he was all chopped up in a sewer and Mike is on the run in Florida, uh, she's highly suspect of him. And then, <laughs> But then in that third 10-minute uh, thing, we find him uh, tracking down Delhi, making the exchange with Moss for his freedom. Um, and then in the fourth 10 minutes, Delhi is murdered. He has to connect uh, the dots with that. And that's really, I would say, even almost 20 minutes. And then the last five minutes is where the real like twist is with Delhi being alive. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. But that's the, yeah, that's the overall episode. And do you want me to explain what the meme was about? Uh, yeah, sure, go ahead. In 2013, the Twitter account at uh, underscore Florida man handle was created. That's what's considered the actual birth. But plenty of people can go back to like even 2000s election and talk about how that's when yeah, people were talking about how that. crazy it was. Yeah. Really, it's back in 1976 when the Sunshine Law became a thing. That was post Watergate where every state was trying to say, well, we're going to make our, rub- our uh, records public. So whenever anybody was arrested, this applied specifically to Florida, uh, it became open to public observation, like their entire arrest record, translating to we can publish the details of every arrest no matter what. That's so strange. So we get a lot yeah. more headlines like man gets tired of waiting at a hospital, steals ambulance, drives home. Man breaks into jail to hang out with friends. 18-year-old man arrested for po- posing as a doctor, opening fake doctor's office. Man bursts into X's delivery room, fights new boyfriend <laughs> She's while she's giving birth. So that's why everyone always assumes that Florida is this crazy place because they're one well, of no, the it is places this, that... It is. It is crazy. But at the same time, there's a reason why all the stories are always so clickbaity. Mm-hmm. And it's because they have the exclusive uh, opportunity to do so, where in most states, there's a lot more privatized laws that say you can't. Um, but yeah, so it's existed for a long time. Uh, and they could have done something really crazy with this show. I feel like they kind of took it a tame route. And it's okay, but it's nothing super special. No, I agree with that. Thanks for yeah. listening. We'll see you in the next episode. Hope you enjoyed this one. Bye. Bye.